All right, we're good. You're, we're good. We're 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 ready. We're, 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 we're ready. All right. What's up? What's up, everybody? What's up, you bold beauty bosses? I am beyond excited, elated. I'm energized. It's been a while since I did these interviews, and the reason, of course, you know, I, I've just been busy, but also, it's just seeing what's out there and, and what the group, what the esthetician community needs. And one of the things I've seen is. Uh, you know, looking at other people, looking at other successful estheticians that have, that are doing well, that are, are succeeding, you know, in, in, again, my level of success, I'm looking at someone that's doing well, that, that delivers great value and is making money. And then I finally found Nakia, who, and the reason I found Nakia, and I, I've seen, I've seen you around for a while, right, Nakia, you, you're, yes. you're in the group, but, but when you participate in the groups, I, I look at the comments you leave and I was like, you know what? Now here is someone that is insightful. You know, she's speaking from a place of experience uh, and, and the advice you were offering was just really good. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was enough where I'm like, okay, this person knows something. And, and so everybody, please, please welcome Nakia to, the, to, to this wonderful interview. We're gonna ask some questions. We're gonna get lost in yeah. our words, our thoughts. Nakia, are you ready to rumble? I'm ready to rumble. All right. Well, well, you know, getting just just right into it. You know, tell me about your business. You know, the name of your business. Where are you located? Let's get the party started there. All right. So I am. Um, the name of my business is Brow to Toe Waxing and Skincare Studio, and I'm located in a place called Hampstead, North Carolina. Um, it's a little small town. We are along the, the coast of North Carolina, about three hours or so, three, three and a half hours east of Charlotte. Um, just a really quaint little beach, you know, vacation type town that I live in here. Oh, very, very cool. And, and you know what, like these kind of towns, because uh, I've seen whether, whether it's a small town, a touristy town, a big town, I know estheticians that are in Los Angeles, you know, you're like, oh my God, I need to be in a big town but they're struggling, right? I know estheticians in small towns are like, I'm killing it. So, so one thing I've learned over time, you know, some people might say, well, it, you know, I can't do well, or I can't do these services here and there because it's not Beverly Hills. You know, we're not, we're not in these, we're not in LA, we're not in New York City. And, but, but you know what? People like to feel beautiful, don't they? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so the, the town that I'm in now, I actually, um, I live in another town and how I even got to this area is I was in the Marine Corps and I retired here. And so I didn't know not one person in that town, but what I did identify was a need for an esthetician because they didn't have any estheticians there. And so I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna set up shop and you know, kick butt and take names. Boom, stop, drop, set up shop, kick, kick butt, <laughs> take names, hoorah. Right. <laughs> All right. So, so what inspired you to become an esthetician? So, so you're saying you, you have some experience in the military. First of all, you know, thank you for your service. Oh, right? Appreciate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I am such a huge, huge advocate for our military. But so how did you get in? How did you get involved in the beauty business as an esthetician? So I was, as, a, as we said, I was in the Marine Corps and I was, you know, I retired and I was going to do like a lot of people do i was going to stay on base work as a contractor i also got offered an rotc position which meant i would have had to move and i was like ah, that's not that's something that i can do something i'm good at 
but it's not something that I really wanted to do. And I started exploring, you know, some of my options and just trying to figure out what is it that I'm really passionate about. And um, makeup was one of those things. And, but let me back up to my why real quick. So my why for retiring when I did is because, you know, I had 18 or not 18, I had an eight year old daughter and I was a single mother. And I knew that um, while you can do it on active duty, you know, being a single mother and then her dad was also dual military, it's tough. You know, you know, you have both parents deploy different things, you know, so I figured, you know, once I hit 20, that I need to move on. So going back, um, so I was really passionate about makeup and I started, you know, checking out different makeup schools and realized there was nothing here. And really there was not an, an industry for makeup, you know, here either. And uh, so I looked into the cosmetology program and right about that same time, I had like the worst case of adult acne, period. Like, I mean, it was just terrible. And I said, you know what? Maybe I need to look into like the skincare, you know, portion of this cosmetology, figure out what, what this is all about. And, and that's what happened. And you know what? It's so weird. Like when with acne, I was just speaking to another esthetician. I go, I go, wait a minute. You know, ain't, ain't I past 15 years old? <laughs> Haven't yeah. I? Isn't that, isn't that the, like before? How, how am I a grown person, a grown human and dealing with acne? But you know what's so weird? I, I, and, and, you know, I, I might be cheesy. I might be weird. I might be an overbeliever. But I truly believe that God guides us. Right. And, and I'm a big believer in, in, in just, you know, a higher power. And sometimes like as weird as it may sound, like, let's just say you're, you could have gone into hair right, in cosmetology. Right. You, but because you all of a sudden, have, you know, develop this acne, you're like, well, wait a minute. Right. It's like, you know, huh. And, and so yeah, weird stuff. Uh, you know, that's what I believe. So, so you, you, what did you do then? Did you go to school? What was the process? So yes, I went to school. Um, so school was nine months. And then afterwards, um, I went and I, I worked for someone. And the person who I worked for, I mean, when I say amazing, amazing esthetician, um, but one of the, in my opinion, um, the issue that I had with working with that person is that, you know, I come from a background in the military where training is big and mentorship is, you know, very important. And so I felt like, you know, I wasn't getting that. And that's what I, I think every new esthetician needs that, you know, coming out of school. Yep. And uh, so I had a good girlfriend, you know, I went to the, the military and she went the cosmetology route and she and I had a conversation and I kind of expressed, you know, what I was going through. And she said, you know what, I know you. And with your background, she said, I would recommend that, you know, you open your own business. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> and so that's, that's how it started. So I was three months out of school and you know, and I just, you know, I, I figured I would invest in myself and, you know, I haven't looked back since then. Wow. So, so three months out of school and then your own business. Yes. Cool. So, so uh, while you were going through school, uh, you know, how did you balance, you know, being a mom and, and going through school and, and all that other stuff? So, you know, um, you know, of course we have schedules and, and, you know, being military, you learn to have, you know, a support system. You have the plan A, B, C, D. And so, you know, I had you know, friends, you know, her, her dad, you know, he was on active duty still. He hadn't retired, you know, here in the area. So, you know, I had it all figured out, <laughs> you know, I had all wow. those different plans. Right. And, 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 and you know, that's that's a good thing. And I think that's a wonderful lesson to, to start off with that, that hits me. So one thing about me is and I, and I call it my superpower when I hear people when, like, for example, when I'm when I'm hearing you speak and the things that you're saying, 
you know, I'll be like, you know what, boom, that's a really important lesson. You know, this is important because when you're doing something like that, it is nice to have some kind of a system, right? Like, like you know, uh, there's some parts where you just believe in complete faith, right? But I also believe God helps those who help themselves. Like you, you can leave everything to God, but at the same time, God's not going to get mad if you try to schedule some of your life together, you know, right? You know, you try to, if, if you're trying to do this and you're trying to better yourself, and you have a plan together and you know it doesn't mean things are always going to go according to that plan but at least you have a general way or a general idea of what you're going to do and like you said your plan a b c and d right mm -hmm. Absolutely. okay so so you started your business and and then what how did it go how was like for example running a business is is not easy right it's uh, when you look at a business it always see, looks like sunshine and lollipops maybe on the outside people are like oh my god this person has their own business but but it's stressful work it's long hours right the when you look at the success of a small business the chance of success are really low mm -hmm. so so you know you went and did it yeah you know why like like what made you just say you know what i'm i'm just going to do this you, so your friend recommended it so what was the final push that just got you to invest in in this? So I, you know, I figured, you know, hey, my why was very important. So my first of all, so I knew that I wanted a career that was going to allow me to, you know, to be present, you know, to be mm -hmm. able to go to, you know, the the ball games and and uh, just different activities that my daughter has, and to be here, you know, after school and and different things. So my why was real important. And so, and, but at the same time, my, my mental well-being was important. So I knew that, you know, based on what my friend was saying, if every place is like this that I'm going to go to, that, you know, in order for me to have that environment that works good for me, then that I need to create that space. I need to create that environment. So that's what, you know, forced me to do it. Yeah. And, and you know, mentorship is is really important. I, I I read someplace once that people don't leave, uh, people don't leave a company, a bad company, so much. They leave a bad manager. So, for example, that person that that is helping them or guiding them or helping them responsible, whatever you say, however you look at it. A lot of times, if you have a good manager or a good mentor, you will stick around for a while. So, so you mentioned something that the mentor wasn't really working out, right? Did that's what is that correct? Yeah, so it's just, um, like I said, she was an amazing esthetician, but one of the things that I've learned even being a business owner with a team member is you have to put on another hat. So not only are you the esthetician working on clients, not only are you the business owner, but you're also you know, a, a leader, a mentor, and a trainer to that person that you're bringing on to the team. And so that, you know, that takes some of your time. You know, it takes time and it takes energy and it takes the you know, right person. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, and, and again, I'm not bad mouthing anybody. I don't know, like, you know, it, it's different strokes for different folks, but, but what are some of the things that you felt weren't, weren't helping you in terms of like, because there's, there's people that in this group that are looking for mentors, right? So they're looking for a right person. And sometimes you find a right person by also looking at some of the wrong things that people are doing. So what were some of the things that didn't float your boat or did you felt just weren't where you needed to be? right, in terms of the mentorship? Um, so I will say this, because um, I don't want to bad mouth anyone. No, 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 and, and that's not what we're doing, right? We're just saying, you know, and, and this is just you, right? So I felt like for me as an individual, 
that I wanted to create a brand as an individual, even though I'm working for myself, because one of the things as beauty professionals, we can, you know, today we can be working here, next week we can be, go there, so on and so forth, but your clients will typically follow you. So right. one of the things that I found, one is the brand was not consistent with, with the image that I wanted for myself, you know, as, you know, as an esthetician. Um, and as far as the mentoring piece, when you go to school, most estheticians will tell you that they teach us how to really pass the state board. You don't get anything else beyond that. So there's this gap in knowledge that you just, you're missing. And so unless someone, you know, sits you down and, and, and teach you and mentor you on this, or you, you know, pay to get the training, you just don't get it. And so what happens with a lot of new estheticians, because, you know, this has happened with, you know, other friends of mine is you go sit in a, in a new place and you're just kind of left to, you know, figure out things yourself. And so for me, as I was sitting there kind of figuring out, you know, what I should be doing and how to do it, um, that's when I started to realize, like you said, okay, hey, what are some things that we could probably, you know, do better or we could do different? Because I, even though I did not have a lot of experience as an esthetician, I definitely had experience, you know, in the Marine Corps running organizations of like 14, 1500 people. So I kind of knew a little bit. Right. Now, and, and you know what, the, that is so invaluable, meaning when you learn organization, when you learn how to run things, because a business is a business, regardless of what it is. So, so you can be saying, you know, you're, you're an esthetician. And this is one thing I, I preach all day long. Uh, it's like, I tell people, I like, you are not in the beauty business. You are in the customer service business. You are in the accountability, you know, business. And, and I don't think anybody does accountability better than the service. <laughs> right. It's like, Hey, you are doing this. I'm, I'm going to sit there. And, and, and that, that's important, right? It's that customer service, that accountability, the, the caring, the helping. So, so that ends up being, huge so i think and then i'll uh, interrupt here but i think too no, another thing um is that just like things like having systems in place and having sops and all those things to me are important um for you even when you're an individual esthetician but definitely when you have a team you know you have to have you know sops and, and different things what's what's sop break it oh, down oh, oh, standard operation procedures yes oh, no, 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 that's cool. And, and, and you know what, there's this book, I forgot, what is it called? It's right here. Uh, 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 oh, there it is. It's called the eating. Let me just get it. Eh, eh. Have you ever, have you read this book by chance? It's called the no, email. I'm not, the email. I'm not to write that. Yeah. Really, really good book. This is one of my, like, like anybody that is in the business, a small business, like, like ours, you know, that is a preferred. And the, what it basically tells it says is, okay, a small business that opens up, the chances that small business is going to be around for five years is let's just say 10 to 20%, right? But uh, a business such as McDonald's or Burger King or whatever, these franchises, they, their chance of success is about 98%. So it's almost the opposite of, of what it is for most small businesses. They go, why is that? And they go, one of the big reasons is they have a system in place that keeps things consistent. So, so for example, every single time somebody wants a burger, they it's done this way. You know, mm -hmm. a client comes in, they're they're greeted this way. Chick Fil A. You know, you look at In and Out Burger. You look at some of these very successful franchises. 
and they have an SOP in terms of this is how it's going to happen. This is what the process is. This is how we do that. And a lot of times small business owners don't put in that time and effort to, to do that. And they kind of wing it, right? Yes. So when, when you don't have a structure in place to, to address, you know, common objections, how do I get referrals? Somebody's coming in uh, after somebody leaves from getting a service from me. Do I send them a thank you card? Do I follow up with a text? Do I, you know, check in with them a week later? So if all of this stuff is organized in some fashion where you don't have to think about it, it's like a turn wheel solution, right? Do you think that's something that would help or hurt small businesses that would help or hurt estheticians? Oh, it, it definitely helps. I mean, that, and that's what I was looking for. And, and uh, just like you mentioned earlier, you know, we kind of learn from others. And so with, you know, with me, I have those things in place so that when that person, you know, comes to, to my team member comes to work with me, then they know exactly what's expected of them. They know how from the minute that that client, you know, even, you know, walks in the door, how to greet that person yes. to, you know, how they, you know, send them on their way, their way and what they do, you know, as far as following up a day or two, you know, after the appointment. So that makes a big difference for someone who is, you know, learning. I mean, even, you know, showing, you know, training them, showing them how to perform the services, what products you use for the services, just every little detail, um, I think is important. But Nakia, isn't that just being too anal? Isn't that just overboard? Like, like, does like, like, why go through all that effort? You know, you know, isn't it better if I just wing it? Well, no, <laughs> I mean, no, it is. Some people will think it's anal. Um, and, and I don't think so because for your client, number one, well, for, let's talk about your the, the team member. For the team member, like I said, people need to know what's expected of them. Because if I don't know what's expected of, of me, then it's hard for you to be held accountable. But then also if, you know, when it's time to do evaluations or corrections, like there's no standard. So it's hard to really kind of correct. And it's hard to also give me, you know, feedback. But then also for your client, that client needs that consistency. So if they're seeing Susie or if they're seeing me, their experience is going to be the same when they come to brow to toe. Right. And, and, and you know what? That is so, that's why these franchises are so popular. Like if I get a Starbucks here and I'm, I go to India, I get a star, a venti mocha over there. It's going to be pretty much the darn same venti mocha. I, pe people want to be, people like being surprised, mm -hmm. right? But people like also consistency. Like, you know, a pleasant surprise is wonderful. You give a small gift, you do something a little bit different, you throw in a bonus. That's nice. But at the same time, uh, and I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, I go, it's kind of like watching television. So imagine you you got your favorite show that comes on daily, but one time it's on at five o'clock, the next day you, you're at five o'clock, it comes on 6.30 and you're like, dude, I have no idea when to watch this show. I have no idea what to expect. And, mm -hmm. and, and when you don't know what to expect, you know, people lose that little bit of comfort, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel systems kind of helps address some of that? For me, it, it does. Like I, I need systems. You know, I can't, I mean, I'm now the one thing I will say, you know, as a business owner, you have to be able to pivot, but I think, you know, when there are things that you can kind of control and put systems in place for, then you do it. And then for those other things, um, when those things do come up, because you do have systems in place, it's easy for you to address those issues because you do have a foundation, you have somewhere to start. 
Right. So, so let's just say these systems, because uh, I think, you know, if we just did nothing else but talk about systems, I, th I cannot think of anything more valuable for the, the listeners and the watchers for this. So like, for example, and, when, and folks, when we talk about systems, it's talking about, okay, a client comes in, you know, what would you say? You know, how would you do this? You know, they, they get their service, da, 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 you know, uh, after the service, you know, what, how would you follow up? How would you do this? So, so literally, like, like, for example, myself, because I'm, I'm heavy into the military space as well, you know, I basically created a checklist. So every client that comes in from day one to day seven, it's like, I did this, I did this, I followed up here, I sent them a thank you card, I emailed them here, I sent them a text there. You know, uh, you know what, what would be an easy way to create this, create this kind of a system? You know, would it, would it be a checklist? Like, like what do you use to, to make it easier for you to just follow? Because if you have like something like a checklist or a process or something, then you can keep it consistent, right? So yeah, so I do um, for, for me and for my team member, so checklist, but one of the things that I think too is, you know, I don't just say, hey, like, here's your checklist, you know, here, you know, go take it and, and work with it. You know, I spent, I mean, just let's just use something as simple as a, a skincare consultation. I probably spent about 40 hours just training her on skincare consultations, but then also, you know, observing her, you know, do these things, um, you know, just a different things on the, on the different checklist. Because obviously if the client's there, you can't be like, okay, check, I did this, that, and so on and so forth. So it has to become, you know, some of these things have to become second nature. So, so it sounds like training is a, an important portion of, of what you do. You know, tell me about that. You know, why do you spend 40 hours training? You know, what's the purpose of, you know, isn't that something we can just wing? Do we have to go through training? We can't just wing a consultation, um, you know, and, and um, for me, once I, this is one of these areas where I kind of, I learned, right? So I, I knew that for skincare, it was something that I was passionate about. As I mentioned, when I first started, um, you know, I had my own issues with skin. So I definitely believe in what, you know, the power of what we do as estheticians in correcting skincare, um, or I'm sorry, in correcting skin conditions. Mm -hmm. But what I found with my own clients that I was attracting because I was doing the traditional 10 minute consultation that they taught us in school is yes. I was not attracting the clientele that I wanted. You know, I was not attracting my ideal clientele. And so I just kind of switched up, you know, how I did that consultation, how I looked at it. So I figured number one, by bringing them in there and, you know, and doing like a, at least a 45 minute consultation and then charging for that consultation will weed out all the folks who aren't my ideal client and will bring in those folks who are serious about their skin. So people who don't mind, you know, investing, um, you know, 15, 2000 on, you know, a series of skin treatment as well as investing, you know, five, six, $700 you know, in skincare products, you know, and, and, um, and, and um, different machines, at-home machines. And right. so by changing up the way that I did that, you know, I just attracted those people. And guess what? Those people know other people who are just like them, <laughs> you know? Birds of a feather. They, 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 they do what? What do, what do birds of a feather do, Nakia? Walk together. Yeah, that, it made it down to North Carolina. That same made it there, right? So, Wait, we're not so, too far behind. <laughs> so, so let me ask you a question then. Uh, 
because a lot of people, and, and this is the part where I feel a lot of estheticians are, are missing the mark is not understanding that as a business, as a business owner, you must invest in training, sales training, marketing training, because like you mentioned before, in the school itself, they only taught you to pass the test. The, mm -hmm. the, the test, you got the theory, you did that, but but this is called the reality, right? We're, we're now like outside the matrix and, and stuff. So originally you did that 15 minute consultation, what they taught you in, in school, right? Yes, like 10, 15 cool. minutes. So, so was this part of uh, when you had your own business, you were still doing that 10 or 15 minute consultation? Yes, yeah, so I did that. Let me see, I opened in no November of 2015. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I started doing the in-depth consultation, let me see, 18. So uh, around the end of 2018 is where, where I just kind of shifted gears. And the reason I, I did that is because I had, an, I had enrolled in an eyebrow program, True Brow, and with that, we did a 30-minute consultation just yep. for eyebrows. And so I figured, I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, if I'm doing 30-minute consultation for eyebrows, you know, I probably should be doing something a little bit more, you know, for skin. This, and, is, uh, this is eyebrows. This is face. <laughs> this is, this is eyebrows. I'm, not, I'm not trying to discount eyebrows. They're important. But, but there's a lot more uh, surface area, right? And there's a lot more to talk about because, of course, you know, what we see here is also just kind of indication of what's going on internally and, and different things. So, yeah, it just, yeah, it just made sense to do that. So, so uh, I'm sorry, and I, and I missed the date. So in 2018, you started doing the in-depth consult. W when were you still doing the 15-minute consults? What, what year so was that? From, I was, so from November of 15 until okay. maybe about, I think about October of 18. So about three years. You know, I was just kind of doing the, the little 15 minute consultations and what I, what I noticed, okay. is, you know, I would kind of get clients who were you just kind of not so serious and they would come for like the, oh, I just feel like getting pampered today facial or, you know, whatever. They really weren't buying retail. Yeah. So, so just okay. by switching that, it made a tremendous difference in. That's, you know what, I, lo I love where you're going because this is exactly where I was going. What is a tremendous difference? So, so let's look at back in 2015, you know, mm -hmm. uh, on an average month, you know, like well, what would you be doing in terms of sales? Like um, in 2015, 2016, like those three? You know, I, um, off the top of my head, I don't yeah. remember. Ball, ballpark, ballpark. Uh, whew. I can, I can't tell you the sales, um, but what I will say, can't, I mean, I can look it up real quick, but no, no, no. Just like, just a ballpark. Like, were you doing about two grand a month, three grand a month, five grand a month? Like if you're 1500 a month, a thousand no, a month. That first month that I started in 2015, November, 2015, I think I probably did about a thousand a month. And that's yeah. <laughs> no, and, and that's fine. Right. I mean, you start somewhere. So, but, but you, for, for the period of time you're doing, let's just say the three years, the, the small consults, you know, of course your numbers go up and down. But on the average, roughly, what, where would you say you, you typically sat? So I would say maybe about the end of 18, I was probably at about eight, eight a month. Is okay. where I, if I had to guess, I would say. But, but, but through the whole, but the whole, so, so eight, let's just say like that. So, but on the average, like your monthly, you'd, you'd be, you were doing about an eight-ish? At, at eight, in 2018, yes. Okay. 
So, because so, I can, the one thing I will say for me is um, once I started, I just kind of, I just continued to, to build because I folk, you know, I just built, but I just could not find that right mix of clients. And it wasn't until about, um, about 18 is where I got like, as you, we spoke earlier, like my tribe, like my, my, I started to really attract my ideal clients. So, so, but that was, was that after you started doing the more intensive consult? So for skincare, I started to get my ideal clients after about, um, right around the end of 18. Now, the other part of my business that I do really well is, is lash extensions. And so that really, um, I would say about 2017, that really picked up for me. Sweet. So what kind of a difference would you say it made in your business when you were doing the 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 15 minute consult they taught you at school versus the in-depth one that you started doing? So so how did that how did that make a difference in your business? What, what did that do for your business? So I'll just give you an example. So um, typically when I was doing the 15 minute consultation, my facials were like, you know, most people, you kind of see what Susie's doing down the street and you're like, oh, her facials are 60. So let's make mine 62 or 60 as well. So I made mine 60 and, you know, people typically, you know, just um, the retail sales weren't there. So the average ticket for, you know, for a facial would be, you know, let's say after a tip, you know, I might get, I don't know, 70, 80 bucks, right? Right. And that's for a new facial client. So fast forward to today. Um, just as an example, um, one of my clients last week, I think her ticket was like seven, seven something out the door, you know, so, so the tickets are looking, you know, more like oh, the five to 700. 700. Yeah. So in, in, in that range for, for new clients. So that's a big difference, I think. I, and, and you know what, this is such a valuable lesson. So, so here without, and again, you're a nice person, right? Yeah. You're nice. Oh yes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, I've only met you, and I already know so, right? I, I've seen your comments. I see how much you help, I, and, and I'm obviously a nice person because I'm doing all this stuff and putting a ton of time and energy and resources to to help estheticians out. So, so whenever I say anything, uh, some, and, and I, I never mean to be mean. It's not, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not here trying to be an a hole and saying, well, so and so is doing it wrong, and you're wrong, and this is bad. That is never my intention. My intentions is to look at certain things and go, well, you know, could we doing could we be doing better? So in mm -hmm. your opinion, you know, keeping that in mind, how many estheticians, based on what you've seen, if let's let's go with a percentage, how many estheticians do you feel are winging their consultation versus maybe going that extra, spending that extra time? to really do that and, and to be able to raise that. So, so if you were to put a percentage of, of what you see, how many estheticians are more on the winging side as opposed to that organized side? Well, Wick, so one of the things so I, I travel, like I like to take you know weekend trips here and there. And one of the things I always do during my weekend trips is I go to a spa somewhere, right? Yes. And, um, and from my experience, Okay, because I can't speak for everyone else, but from my experience, it's 100%. From my experience, so I've never had anyone do anything beyond it. They're like, oh, okay, all right, so yeah, you know, allergies, all right, go, all right, let's go ahead and come on back. You know, <laughs> you're, you're good, you got a pulse, you got a pulse, yeah, I got you, girl. I got right, you. No allergies. Come, come on back, 
<laughs> I got you. No allergies. You got a pulse. You're good. And then right? I'm surprised at the ones because, and I never tell people that I'm an esthetician. I because I mean technically, yep. you know, I don't I don't want to um, I don't want to go there to work. I don't want to talk about skin. I'm there to relax. I'm there to get my skin treatment. And I'm doing market research too, right? So then that way I can absolutely. Hey, hey, that's what you know. What that's what a professional does. Is it's not about snooping. It's not about doing this. But at the same time, you know that that's what we do, right? You know, go to a different place, check it out. You know, may, maybe they do something different. Maybe you can learn something. Maybe they got something that you like. Oh, oh, I like the way she said that. And then you implement that within your. So so everything for me is a learning thing. But 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 you know that is huge. When you look at that, you know, I won't say a hundred percent. I I know what you're saying. Let's but for, yeah. like let's just say like ninety-eight percent, right? Let's let's give that two percent. So I know one or two estheticians. All right, we'll say you say ninety percent. So that so that top ten percent are doing No, I'm not that generous. No, no, no. I'm not okay. no, nah, nah. Ninety-eight percent wing it compared. But 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 see, and this is critical, yo. Like, like if you're watching this, right? I pray that 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 we're picking up this this nugget right here is when you do things like that it's it, it's weird because you got to do that consult anyways you're going to do that anyways right you, you, you know it's it's you can do you can ask just that allergy question or you could go a little bit more in depth and when you go in depth and you're you're able to pull out information of what this person really wants what are their skin goals what have they tried in the past not just a checklist. It's like okay, because because I've seen the consult forms, right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing to go through, look at okay, yeah, okay, you tried this, okay, da da da. But it's another thing to connect with that person. Go, you know, what do you really want? You know, you know, if if you had the perfect skin, you know, what? How would your life be different? You know, mm -hmm. how is this gonna make you feel like a better, you know, more beautiful person? You know, what what is an area? You know, you know, when you connect with that person, and that's why I say it's not just about the beauty business. It's that customer service. I, I, I truly believe estheticians, you're, you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you're a psychiatrist, psychologist, right? You know, you're, you're, you're all of these people, a teacher, you're an educator. Mm -hmm. So when you put all that together, right, am I stretching it? Is, is that, am I kind of accurate? No, you, you are spot on, spot right. on. So, so but, but, but would you agree with me if someone paid a little bit more attention, like some of these estheticians that you've, you've gone and visited, if they would have done a little bit more in terms of the consult and stuff like this, you know, am I being wrong where I say this would help improve their business? They would get more business. They can raise their ticket, right? Because you, you know, you raise your ticket tenfold, right? Let's just say you started with 70 and then you put a zero at the end. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not, and, and so people, that, that's where it pays to invest in these small little, uh, ideas so so what's working for nakia how is she doing that oh so she's spending more time on the console so she's weeding out the people so let, let me ask you this other question because i hear this a lot and, and i'm not an esthetician so i don't know the answer i've never i've given myself a facial like once at home and i'm glad to still be alive right i think i died twice almost so when people come to see an esthetician so so people come to you for a service what percentage of your clients are there for a relaxing experience versus treatment so what i have done differently is um for me my ideal client is not the lady who wants to come to relax my ideal client is the lady who is there for results 
And so I have it structured that way so that, um, you know, for example, when we start off, your first appointment is going to be um, either a consultation by itself or I would do a consultation with the facial. From there, um, if we're going to work together, number one, you're going to buy my products. Um, Number two, um, you're going to, we're going to do a series. So you don't get to come, you know, today and you know, I don't see you for, you know, three, four weeks because we're not three, four weeks, three, four months or whatever the case may be, you know, case in point, um, my team member was working on this lady and, you know, she canceled like the, I think she moved around the first appointment. She canceled the second one, something crazy. And when she was ready to come back, I just politely said, hey, you know, and I, I like to use Susie a lot. That's a name we use in the Marine Corps. But I'm like, hey, Susie, you know, this is you know, how we operate. And so we're going to need to get you restarted. Um, we're going to start over with, you know, our consultation and we can get you back into our skin fitness program. Um, and so that's just how I work it so that I'm only attracting people who are going to, um, you know, really invest in their skin. Did, did you ever uh, come from that 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 side maybe in the beginning or something where where people come to get a facial for relaxation that's what they come for you know have you ever heard that or is it just me no that was i mean that's what people used to i mean when i first started when i was doing those facials like oh i just need to relax you know you know it's my birthday or you know i just want to feel like getting one today and that's great you know um but in my opinion that's what the chain stores are for. If you want to just go get a facial um, to relax. Boom, drop it. Yes. Uh, that's what those folks are for. But for me, I'm trying to build a clientele. I'm trying to, you know, have some consistency in my income. And it's and for, and it's it costs more to attract new customers than it does to keep those ones in the door. So I want those people who are going to come back every month. I don't need to be chasing, you know, the next Susie who wants to come get a uh, relaxing facial. So, so who who pays more? Who pays more, Susie that comes that wants the relaxing facial, or Susie that's looking for treatment? Susie who's looking for treatment because, as I said, um, you know she's going to have to invest in a treatment plan. So, some of my uh, tr- well, most of them are you know you're going to do it at least six six treatments. Some of them are ten, um, but depending on which one we're doing, you're looking at. You know, $1,500 for the package, um, you know, whatever for the home care and whatever home care device you may need to go along with that. So, you know, in a in, a, in that series of 10, that's in about a month. So within that month, that person spent $1,500 with, with me plus whatever home care, and you know, whatever else. So, so if someone's dropping that kind of money, they're serious about their skin. So once we finish that series, guess what? They're going to want to move on to the next one, you know, and then the one after that. Right, and, and, and y'all listening, right? And, and this is like, like, again, I'm not an esthetician. I'm a business dude. All I look at numbers and what people are doing and what's gonna get results. One of my pet peeves is, or and it's, not, it, it's, it's a pet peeve, but also I feel it's a misnomer, like it's a misunderstanding. I think a lot of estheticians uh, are saying or attracting people that, that want a relaxing facial because because I, I look at the advertisements i look at what they're posting right it's like you know come in for a 60 minute relaxing facial right ha, have you ever seen anything like that have you ever seen those, those kind of ads right so and and i tell people like well why do people come for you well they come in to relax they come to this you know a person and, and some do i'm not saying some don't however uh the ones that saying i need i need help with my hyperpigmentation 
I have brown spots, I have acne, I have scarring here, can you help me? Those people are more committed to their, it's, it's a long-term skincare process as opposed to somebody that, that, that comes in for that relaxing. And, and for you, it sounds like that's been the more profitable side, right? Yes. Is, is, do, do you like money? Is money good? You know what? <laughs> Here's it, here's it. You know, so money is good. So I will tell you, um, for me, um, I'm not I'm not necessarily motivated by money, but I will tell you what the money does for me. It allows me to travel, you know, to take my little trips and splurge. And you know, I like I like nice clothes and you know to buy nice things. Yeah. So does, does money help with those things? It sure does. I, I'm not saying, and I know there's somebody listening right now. Wick, money isn't everything. Wick. You know, there's family, there's, you know, you know, God is more important than money. Yo, I'm not telling nobody to choose. I'm not saying God or money, you know, yo, your family, or money. you can have both. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and more importantly, the, and, and I say this just from a capitalistic, you know, money making standpoint, the more money you have, the more you can do for your family, mm -hmm. the more you can do for your church, the more you can do for your mm -hmm. community. So, so to me, money isn't, uh, you know, some people say money's a source of all greed. Well, it just depends who you are. If you're an a-hole, you're gonna be a bigger a-hole with money. Money doesn't make people nicer or worse. If you're a generous person, then you're gonna be more generous with money. That's, those are, you know, that's kind of like my thing. So when you started your business, what were some of the problems that you actually ran into in the, in the beginning portion of that you didn't expect and you're like, oh my, you know, this happened and that happened. You know, some of the things that you had to overcome, uh, initial challenges. Um, so one of the, the first things is um, I rented a space from someone. And like I said, I just, I, I realized there was a need in the community and I'm like, okay, let me find the first space, any space that I can get into. And as soon as, as, soon as I got in there, I'm like, uh-oh. This, this person, it was a, a, a hairstylist um, in a hair salon. You know, the brand and her way of doing business was not really consistent with the, the brand that, um, that I want for myself because I thought like, wow, this is a great opportunity. But, so you what know? does that mean? Here, here, I, I, I know you're trying to be nice and stuff, but what does that mean? Their brand wasn't consistent as mine. Like, like, what does that mean? Like, what, what does she do? Yeah, t come on, give me the, I'm not, you know, come on, girl. We want, we're here yeah, for the on, juicy, want, juicy. Um, so, um, so first of all, like her, like the clientele, number one. So her, 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 her pricing, and not that mine was all that high either, but um, the, the pricing was a little bit lower. So she attracted a different type of, like a, a budget-minded client. Um, the just the appearance of the place you know it wasn't well kept was it was um, it a roach motel was this place a roach motel wait was she uh, attracting <laughs> you're not gonna say it, i'm gonna say it right here so, so what i'm hearing is she was running a roach motel and she's attracting clients that probably only came at nighttime like, no, like it, really, was, really it wasn't that bad you know, but she's like constantly late and, you know, then I would try to refer clients to her and, you know, my clients, even though, like I said, I was in this roach motel, I still tried to give that five-star experience, you know, working yeah. with, you know, whatever I was working with. And so that was an issue there. So I will tell anybody, if you're renting a space, you want to really, you know, just do your research and just make sure that that person that you're renting from, um, their brand is kind of consistent with, with how you want to show up in the community, because if it's not, you're not going to attract the types 
of people who, um, you know, type of people who you want to, because yeah. they're like, uh-uh, we're not going there. So, so, so y'all, just so you know, next time uh, Nakia says, you know, brand, she's talking about Roche Motel. So, <laughs> so, so she's like, their brand was inconsistent. Their brand. They're running a Roche Motel. And, and I'm not Roach Mattel. Right? This is not your brand. It's how you want to show up in the community. You know, I hear you. I, I hear you. You're very PG, but I'm not. I, I'm going to say it. I, I, I translate Nakia very well. Mm-hmm. All right. So so there, there's always rough times. And, and sometimes like uh, when you're running a business, you run through the problems. You know, did you have any kind of specific support group? You know, where did you go to when you had questions, when you weren't sure, when you had some doubts? You know, what, what were some areas or resources that you had that, that helped you out with that? All right. So I um, so I actually invested in coaching because I like I mentioned with my Marine Corps career mentoring and training, that was really huge. And so I realized that there was a lot that I didn't know, but I needed to know it. And yep. so I need to I needed to find someone who could you know, like help me out with that. And so, um, you know, so I just kind of went on the internet. You know, I just started searching for, for a coach. And so that for me has made a, a big difference because, you know, when for those who are solo, you know that sometimes you're so busy working in the business that, you know, you don't take the time to, to work on the business. And so having that coach and having those regular sessions just kind of, you know, it's like, okay, you know, you need to work on this and this is, you know, what you need to do if you want to get to, you know, this, this next level or accomplish this goal. Yeah. And, and who did you go with? I know you, I know you mentioned it. Who did you go yeah, with? So I, who, who did you go with? What was your experience? It's all good. So, yeah, so I went with uh, Maxine Drake. Um, I started out with her, um, cause you know, you invest quite a bit of, of money in coaching. So she had an, an online, uh, you know, Facebook group. So I kind of started out with that group and it was really nice because, I was able to meet like-minded professionals, you know, opposed to like some of the people in my community. They were so, they were coming from a place of scarcity that they didn't want to connect with me because they were like, oh, she's going to take my clients. It's like, yeah. look, you know, there, there's enough faces for all of us to wash around here. You know, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't want to take your clients. I'm just trying to, to grow us as a community of estheticians here, you know, in this, there's like a three city, little three town area. Um, and so, yeah, so working with her really made a, a big difference, but I will say, you know, for, you know, for someone who, who's working on a coach or you're considering a coach, you have to be coachable. Um, you know, you, you, you have to, you know, and you have to be able to, um, you know, roll up your sleeves and, and, and do the hard work because your coach is not going to do it for you. You know, they're, they're more of like a yep. guide, you know, but, but you have to, you have to put in the work and you have to. No, no, go ahead. And you have to, um, and then and, and recognize that it's, it's an investment. You know, people like, I don't want to spend. So for me, spending is, is something that you do and you really don't get a return on investment. You know, so like for, for me, buying a car, that's not an investment, that's spending money. But, you know, if I get a house, that's an investment because that can potentially, you know, make me some money, you know, take me to another level. So that's kind of how I look at coaching. You know, and people are like, oh, man, for that much money, you can, I'm like, whatever. So this works, you know, it worked for me. And I, um, you know, and. Hey, you know what? Hey, if you're, if you're going from a $70 facial to a $70 ticket to a $700 ticket, right? That, mm-hmm. That's called an investment, right? 
So, and, and a couple of things that you said that I really want to chime in with is one here, no one can do your pushups for you. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so like you mentioned, the coach is there to guide you, to help you. They're not there to do your work for you. Like I, I cannot do somebody, I cannot do somebody's work for them. If somebody's not willing to put in that work, I can say, Hey, do this. And, but if, you know, if I say, Hey, do 10 pushups and they don't do 10 pushups. I can't help them pass that. Right. Mm -hmm. And the, and the other thing that, that please, you know, chime in on this people that pay, pay attention. Oh yeah. People that pay, if you're paying your money for something, people that pay will pay attention. The people you can, I can't tell you how many times I've done something free for somebody and then nothing came out of it. Like, you know, they just, they, they just didn't do the work because people don't value free. However, the people that pay me the most money, they are on point because- Oh yeah, you show up and we show out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and, I, and I'm honestly with for you know those uh, uh, the um, I was gonna say Marines. <laughs> the they, they, I, they could be. <laughs> no, but for the estheticians who are listening, um, you know, WIC does provide you all with a lot of value for free. You know, even in in the group. So definitely, um, you know, take advantage of it because you are getting you know some value for free that you would otherwise, you know, have to, you know, pay for. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's all out there. Like, like there's stuff I just throw in the group and there's estheticians that are making six figures just by following some of these things. But, but see, that's the thing, you know, so, so here as a Marine, did you do push-ups? Oh yeah. <laughs> did, did a few, right? I can't remember. Right. So, but, but wait a minute, you know, hold on. You're telling me the Marines still do push-ups? Isn't that too basic? Like, shouldn't there be some high-tech, uh, you know, muscle building, different exercises? Why does a Marine do basic training? Like, like you know, some of that base training. Why isn't it everything just advanced? And it, meaning, so, so, and the reason I, so this is a two-part question. So, so kind of chime in on that. And the reason I say this is a lot of estheticians, I feel, are looking for some fancy information. They're like, I need to know the algorithm of Facebook. You know, what times do I post? I'm like, yo, yo, instead of being doing all this fancy stuff, you need to start doing just the push-ups, the pull-ups, the sit-ups, and run. Right. So, so you know, ch chime in on the necessity of just the basics. Are the basics even important? Should people forget the basics and try to do the fancy? No, the basics. So even even when I I did 20 years in the Marine Corps, and while some things may change, we basically did the same thing that we were doing 20 years ago that they were doing, you know, 200 years ago. Like what? Um, what, what? 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 Like just break like, up. Our, like our customs, our courtesies, um, you know, just the, the operating procedures, like all those things are, you know, from the, when I went to boot camp. Let's say even something as simple as going to the rifle range. That was the same when I came in you know, in 94, as it was when I went out the door in 2014, you know, so, you know, just keep it, keep it basic. You know, what I find with, um, sometimes with people are so busy, I think it's procrastination sometimes when we're trying to look for like figuring out the algorithms or this, that, whatever, just making excuses for not taking action. And that's because, because I, I have been that person, you know, so it's yeah. like, well, no, I can't do it because, 
you know, I need it to be perfect. I got to, like you said, figure out the algorithms. And so that's just another way to procrastinate. So just start, just do it. And you can figure out, you know, the rest. Obviously you need a somewhat of a, I say 50 to 80% solution and then just do it and you can figure the rest out. Um, 100%, 100%. And, and the reason I say this, I can't tell you how many times I see this comment, like, oh, shit, like, like somebody will post, somebody will post in the group or another group, because there's so many wonder, there's so many amazing groups, there's, there's no shortage of resources out there, right? Mm -hmm. There's no shortage of information out there. There's a shortage of action out there. Yes. And so, so somebody will post, oh, my God, I did this uh, Instagram reel, I got 1000 views. And somebody else will say, hey, I did a TikTok. I got five new clients. And then this, the, another esthetician is like, oh my God, that's why I don't have any business. I don't know how to do TikToks yet. I'm like, girl, are you posting anything on what you already know? No. Okay, so if you're not posting on this, TikTok's not your, your genie in the magic lamp that you're gonna rub is like, ta-da, right? A am I wrong? That, and you know, that's it too. And another thing that we do um, as estheticians is, we're looking for like the next shiny new machine, the next shiny new service. So it's like, well, no, I'm not making money because Susie's doing, um, I'll just use microblading or whatever. And, and, and I'm not doing that. So now I need to do this. And now I need to jump on this grenade and the next grenade that comes out next year. You know, and so it's like you said, girlfriend, let's get good at what you're doing here. And let's just expand, you know, let's get, you know, and that's what I did with, the, I'll just say eyelash extensions. You know, people are like, oh, well, you should do microblading, and you should do spray tan and you should be, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know. Teeth whitening, that, don't forget teeth whitening. Yeah, teeth whitening. I mean, there's all these things that I should be doing. Um, yep. And when you spread yourself that thin, number one, you're spreading your financial resources thin. So now, because you're doing teeth whitening, lash extensions, microblading, this, that, and, and everything else, you know, you're probably only really doing one of each of them every day so you're not really getting good at any one thing so you don't need so you don't really get to specialize and i've heard a saying that there's riches in the niches um and so you're just you know all over the place and and people are like well what does she do like what does she know for so if you if you ask anybody here in this area um they're like oh she they know me for the eyelashes i mean that's not what i want to be known for but that's like my you know my my big thing here like they all know that. So, so, no. so basically, you know, like for example, let's just say me, you know, I'm not in the best shape of my life. I, I did it to myself. I, I accept 100% responsibility of the in and out burgers that I have eaten. Right. I love, I, I, I lived in California and I miss in and out. I miss it. <laughs> I, so, so good. Right. But so, so here's the deal, you know, instead of me saying, okay, I need to do P90X or I need to do, I need to buy this new boot camp training that, that Nakia is selling or, or all this other, you know, weird exercise stuff. Are you telling me that if I just did push-ups, sit-ups, maybe walked around the block a couple of times, you know, I could get decent results. So I, I but by, by just doing the basics, I'd be good and not have to invest in all these other things that pretty much do the same thing, more or less. Yeah, you, that's, that's kind of what I'm telling you. I mean, that's, it, that's a good simple, start. Yo. And then, simple. I mean, that's a good place to start. Like even, like I said, for me, um, when I was doing the consultations, when I was doing the old way and then I started doing the new way, you know, I had some of these nice fancy gadgets, but because I was not investing the time in that consultation, well, guess what? Having those nice gadgets and new machines 
didn't really do me any good. You know, it wasn't until I did the consultation and just restructured, you know, how I was doing that stuff and just worked on what I had that made a difference. But I could have gone out and gotten the, the next new thing or, or start, you know, the next new service. Yep. No, and that is such, so valuable. So if you could, so, so with now that you've, you've, you know, done so much, you, you know, you're running a thriving business, you know, you're so awesome because you do give back. So if you could have, if you could have, if you had a time machine and you can go back in time and talk to yourself when you first started, right? Uh, what advice would you tell your, you know, that, that person when they're just starting off? What is something that you wish you would have, could have told them, you know, what's some more advice you would have given them? I was like, girl, what are you thinking now? <laughs> so now, no, but I would have, um, like, right then and there, the moment that I started, I would have started with the coach from day one. I would not have waited. I think I started in, like, 17. So I would have started right there and at, there, at day one um, so that I would not have, I wouldn't say I wasted time, but that time could have been better spent. I could have made, you know, more money. I could have served more clients, you know, during that time, you know, had I had, you know, had that coaching experience or maybe if, you know, I know a lot of new estheticians, you know, come straight out of school and they're like, I'm graduating tomorrow and I'm going to open my own, my own place, you know, and that's, and that's good because I, you know, I kind of did the same thing. The one, the one advantage I will say that I had is I did have the financial resources to, to open and kind of be at, you know, 100% um, as far as equipment and products or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I definitely do wish that I could have had, you know, started with either the coaching right away or maybe had about a good two years of experience, you know, in the industry before um, opening my own business. So, so me being a money guy, and I always talk about money, I, I talk about money all day long. So let's just say that that would have happened. Let's just say you would have gotten coaching earlier that you would have said, you know, how much money would you say you've lost or you could have made whatever, you know, same difference, right? Either you, you, you could have made it or you lost by not doing it over those two years or whatever it is, you know, how much, what, see, I, I love that. You, you know, it's a good answer when they throw this like, oh my freaking God, do I got to think I'm about like, that? I'm like, don't even make me think about that. Oh my God. Yeah. You know? So, so guess what? So, so it was two years, roughly how much do you feel if you would have gotten the coaching, that, that information two years earlier and you used it for that two years uh, how much more money would you do you feel you could have made? Ballpark. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. The first, like the first um, couple of months that I worked with the coach, I noticed um, a 30% increase in my sales, like, like right away. And then each year it was just kind of, you know, consistent. So, so, so 30%, um, roughly how much is 30%? Like what? 30% is so, so you went from what, eight to 11, you went from five to, to eight, like, you know, roughly how much, how much more so, would, did, would you say roughly? So from 15 until, from 15 until 18, um, but really from 15 till 17, I, about, I think 17, I was probably bringing in, I can't, maybe three, five, I, I can't remember. That's okay. Okay. So, 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 so you made like, you know, would you say, so, so you three, five, let's just say, and so you made 30% more. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cool. So whatever. So, here, yeah, don't worry. I, I got, I, I'm going to tell you right now. There you go. 35 times one point, you know, let's just say three 
is 4550 minus 3500. So that's about, let's just say, and, and this is small. I, I know this is small because your numbers went up, you know, whatever. So that's about an extra thousand bucks a month times two years times 24. So, you know, you're talking about on the low end, mm -hmm. you could have made an extra 25 grand. And I know that number is really low. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to probably be a little it bit bigger. It probably is. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be a lot higher than that. But, but even on, if you look at the absolutely low end, if somebody invested in a coach, you know, and, and they are making an extra 25, 50 grand for that, right? That's huge. And that's, you know, you're, you're avoiding the headaches. Like, like it's what you mentioned before. Uh, I don't think it's a bad idea if somebody gets out of school and immediately opens up a business. So, so, but the only thing I would advise is, set yourself to do that you know understand your 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 procedures what are you doing you know if somebody gets out of school and says i'm opening up a business and they don't have procedures they don't have a system they don't they don't really have that knowledge they never had used the coach so they don't have that information you know do you think that esthetician is maybe in for a few surprises oh yeah you're gonna be because you're gonna be in a, for a surprise because what i found is running a running a business for me is like a it's like a second job you know um and and it takes for me it takes more out of me than let's say you know you know working with the client so it is a second full-time job that you know if you want your business to be successful you cannot neglect you know just the business side of of things you know you you have to put in that time and they don't teach a lot of that business side in, in those in the school, right? They don't. And if, they you, don't cover... and if you don't know what you don't know, and, then, yeah. and you don't, and you don't know that you need to find somebody to help you figure out what you need to know, then yeah, it can be a rough road. So, so how do you market? What's your what's your go to? How how do you market now? What what's worked well for you? Um. So what I so what I do is as new clients come in, I always ask, you know, how'd you hear about us? And so what I found is. So a lot of my clients now are like professionals. So a lot of like women business owners in the areas, doctors, you know, just, um, you know, those types of people. So what I found out by asking these questions or asking that particular question is, is my target audience, because these are busy women. And so a lot of them aren't on, if they are on Facebook, because they do have businesses, a lot of them are on Facebook as producers, not necessarily consumers. Mm -hmm. And so um, I find that I get the biggest bang for my buck from Google because people, when you go to Google or even Yelp, um, but, but more so Google because Yelp is just not big in this area like let's say it would be in a San Francisco or something like that. But when you go to Google, you're going there to look for something. You know, um, now I, I do occasionally post to Facebook and I've done some, um, like Facebook paid ads or whatever. But when I first started, Facebook was my bread and butter, but Facebook was what kind of attracted those, those people who, you know, those, um, the folks who weren't my ideal clients, you know, yep. the, the lower, the lower paying clients, because as I shifted my menu and, you know, my prices, you know, went up, like, for example, I used to do I think my eyebrows were like $15 because that's what Susie was doing. But then once I took my brow program up to where my brows are 90 now, you know, those, those people, yeah, they don't 
come back. You know, I got rid of that group. So here, and I'm so glad you mentioned that, right? When, when you look at uh, how people structure their menu, the, mm -hmm. what they charge, right? And, and that you said it exactly how I see, I think 80 to 90% of estheticians do it. Hey, can I see your menu? I'm trying to figure out what my price should be, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, one of, the, one of the first things that got me involved in the beauty industry is understanding how little most estheticians make. Mm -hmm. And the reason, be, you know, like if you look at the average, they said the average esthetician in the U.S. is doing about 34,000 a year in sales. You know, that's the, that's the national statistics. Oh, wow. and, you know, it's higher, here it's lower, right? 34,000. And to me, that never made sense. But, wow. but that's, the, that's the average salary. And because, I'm, because of this group, I, you know, I'm intimately involved with a lot of them and seeing what their business is doing and mm -hmm. all of that good stuff. You know, there's a lot of them that are making 1,000 a month. 2000 mm -hmm. a month, right? The, the struggle is real. So if, if that's the case and most estheticians are struggling, right? And this is their price that they're charging. Is it a good or bad idea to model your business, your menu with somebody else that's probably struggling in their business? No, I, you know, so when I, now when I set my prices, honestly, I don't even care what everybody else is around me is doing. I don't even go, I don't even look at their stuff. I'm like, this is how much I need to make per hour. This is how much it costs me to provide, you know, this service for Susie. This is how much it costs me to run my studio per hour. And this is how much I need to, you know, to charge, you know, so I don't even care what there, there's another, um, a, a spa that's actually in my area, um, in, in the same little town, you know, maybe half mile down the street. I couldn't tell you what they're charging. I, I, I don't, I, I used to care, but I don't care anymore. Right, and, and that's important, yo. Like if you're watching this, please understand that if you're following another esthetician's menu or you're trying to be the average of what somebody else is charging, that is a recipe for disaster. That's why a lot of estheticians, again, the national average is 34,000. You know, even if you're doing 40, 50,000, which a lot of people aim for, that's still not going to help. Uh, you know, some people, it, it's going to help a little bit or people would like to do it. But once you get to that point, you're going to realize that's not even that much either. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so don't follow that recipe of, of, you know, if somebody has a cookbook, and, and they have these recipes and you eat the food and the food does not taste good. Don't, don't, do, don't follow that recipe. Go, I tried that, eh, eh. right? Because it sounds like you tried that recipe before. That's, that's probably what you did, right? You, you said that. And then another thing I will tell you is, um, like I said, most of my clients, I guess you would consider them to be high-end clients, is when, when your stuff is, is cheap or cheaper, like high, higher end people, they think, okay, well, if she's charging, you know, $15 to do eyebrows, I mean, they're probably not that good. But if now that I'm charging 90, like I, I actually cut Must off be something the good. <laughs> like, like I just cut off the eyebrows and I have a wait list of, I, it's like over 30 people waiting to do eyebrows, but they can't come on until somebody falls off because I'm keeping it only a certain number. Um, but, but like they want it, you know? Um, just like a, a Yugo, I know you're probably the same age, but you remember the Yugos and then they're Mercedes, yep. you know? So there, there is a, an audience for Yugos 
and there's an audience for Mercedes, but that Mercedes audience is not going to want to drive a Yugo. You know, and, and that's important, right? You want, you want to, if, if you go, because some estheticians say, you know, I'm not getting paid for what I'm worth. I'm not getting paid for my time. It's like, well, what are you putting out there, right? Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're, if you're fishing and you're just catching goldfish, what are you hooking the bait with? What, what are you presenting? What is your, what is your brand, right, saying about you, right? So is your brand uh, saying you're, is, is it a cockroach brand? <laughs> is it cucaracha? Is it cucaracha? <laughs> so, so uh, fear of marketing. So, so, so it sounds like, you know, you, you, you got this dialed in. Well, uh, a lot of estheticians, and that's pretty much the focus of this group is marketing, sales, marketing. What do you feel uh, a lot of estheticians are not doing good enough, good, or, or could be doing better in terms of their marketing of what they're putting out there? What are your thoughts? Um, so now are you, are you, are you a marketer? Um, I know you, okay. All right. So with marketing, um, price, promotion, place, and I'm in our, in the product itself, right? So we talked about price. So you have to price your, your, whatever your service is at the right point. Um, the other thing is, you need to know like your product. You're, you have to have a product that people are gonna want because if you have a product that you want, but you don't have, if, if they don't want it, then you know it's not gonna do you any good. Yeah. Um, how you promote it. One of the things that I see with, with uh, people promoting is they don't know who their target audience is. They don't know what that person looks like, how that person dresses, where they live, where they work, how much they make. Um, you know, so I know like, my person is a busy professional. She has kids, you know, she's driving, you know, this type of vehicle, she's making this much money. And so when you know that, then you can promote your, your products to that person in a way that's going to get their attention. Because if I'm promoting, let's say lash extensions to someone who is, you know, a 40, 50 year old professional, um, I'm going to promote to her much different than I am a 20 year old, because they're going to want different things from lash extensions. 100%. And then right. um, and obviously, I mean, the place that we provide it is typically going to be in our salon. So. Cool. So, and, and uh, you know, what's, what's next on your list? Where do you see yourself going? What's, what's in store for you, your business? So what's next for me? Um, so going back kind of to my why. So my why was to, you know, retire out of the Marine Corps and to, um, you know, just to have more time because I, I like to travel, right? I want to travel. You know, my daughter will be going to college here in the next three years. Not sure where she's going to end up. And so I want to, you know, potentially keep the brick and mortar and continue to grow the team, but then work myself out of there and just maybe take on more of a, a mentor, trainer, leadership, you know, type role and be a real boss. Um, and then and then enter into the virtual space. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at some, you know, product, development or you know some uh, products and some uh, online coaching so i just started online coaching about three months ago cool cool very cool right yeah. and, and you, I, I get a really good vibe i think you you would do very very well with that right yeah because i you know during covid um when we shut down you know, a lot of people I did online, um, like skin consultations. And so I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm like, if we're doing this during COVID, you know, even, you know, when there was no COVID going in, there are people out online buying products, you know, they're out shopping at Ulta looking for products. So I'm like, wait a minute. So there's a real need for this. And, it, and, it, and there is so. And I know you were doing some virtual, um, you're starting the virtual acne program. So there's definitely a, a need 
you know, for that. Dude, there's people doing very, very well. Like uh, I think one of the gals that I follow, the Dallas esthetician, right, Savannah, she, she does mm-hmm. really well. Right. And, and that's one of the key things that she does it, you know, regardless of, of how, what kind of a following that she has. But but there's no shame in learning from other people that are doing or in this space and go, hey, you know, what, what's that person doing? Oh, my God, I like that. That's a good idea. And, and it's not and it's no competition, because like you said before, there's enough faces for everybody. There is no what? shortage of people. And, and Lord knows they need the help. If people are still putting St. Ives scrub on their face and, and doing all these other things, right? There's, there's no shortage of, of the folks out there, right? but, but that's awesome. And, and you know what? I think one of the, one of the advantages you're going to have to enter that space and do that is uh, your regiment, is the system that, you, that is already built inside of you, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's 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 going to be a huge key. All right. So if you had an opportunity to get a message across to a large group of the bold beauty bosses here, which you just happen to have, right, business owners, you know, what, what kind of message, you know, what would you say to them? What do you want to say to all the estheticians that are going to be listening to this, that, that you can inspire, that you can help? You know, what what words of wisdom do you want to drop that will help them in their life, in their business to, to continue to grow? So number one, and, and you, but there's a couple of things, but um, you know, e- you know, education. You know, when I say education, I don't necessarily mean that you know you need to go back to school and get a degree, but you always you have to be learning. Okay, you should always be learning in your in your mm-hmm. um, in our industry, um, even if it's not something a service that you're going to provide. It's good to know it, know about it, because your clients they're they're going to trust you. Like you said, we're you know we're everything to some of these people. And so, um, you know, they'll ask you questions. So you always want to invest in your education um, so that you can be the best of the best and you can continue to grow. Um, one of the things that I, that I do, um, and not so much now because I am back in school, but um, read 10 pages a day, you know, 10 pages of, I, mine's usually business related. That's, that's just kind of what I like, but um, just always be learning and growing. Um, profit is, if you're in business, profit is your number one. That's like the number one for a business. You know, um, that's your reason for existing. That's your reason for having a business. So you can't, you can't deposit likes in the bank, right? No. So, so profit is your number one mission. So do you know that? So if you're not, you know, making a profit and where, you know, where, where you think you should be, then you definitely need to reevaluate and get yourself to that point to where, you're able to pay yourself and um, also make a profit. Um, And then of course, always like remember your why, you have to have a why for being a business because if you don't have a why, and I mean, you know, yeah, like we wanna make money, but like a a real why, like for me, mine was, hey, like I enjoy being in the Marine Corps, but you know, I I want to be a present parent. You know, I don't want to do the deployments and, and so on and so forth and have my daughter you know, being raised, you know, by grandparents. So, so my why is real big. And so that's what continues to, uh, to push me, you know, to, and now that I've, I kind of started, I'm like, oh, and there's this next big thing, you know, but, and then always set goals, right? You should always, you know, 100%. Yeah. Once you achieve something like, Hey, what's, what's the next goal? And it it doesn't have to be anything, you know, big. And then um, lastly, I would say, whatever you're doing, on a daily basis, if it's not helping you move towards your goal, it could be your business goal, you know, any personal goal, mental health, et cetera, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Don't, don't, um, you know, I personally don't invest time on things 
people activities where I don't see a return on investment in terms of growing, you know, in those areas. Hundred percent, and just and just one last thing, and and again, thank you so much, Nikki. I mean, I mean, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. So one thing that you said uh, is a lot of your clients, uh, when it comes to social media, they're producers, not consumers. Yes. W what does that mean to you? So, um, so if you go if you go to Nikia's Facebook page, like I don't really post anything, right? Um, I, it, which it, that could be, you know, maybe not a good thing, but I really don't post anything on me. So when, when I go to social media, if, you know, when I do post is a business posting or I participate in these groups because I'm like, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting something out of it, but I'm not on there to complain about Donald Trump, uh, Joe Biden, you know, whatever the, the argument or the fight is of the week on Facebook, like I'm not on there to participate in any of that you know i'm on there to produce content or i'm on there to to do something um, learn something that's going to help me grow um so that's just that's my and, and, and that this is critical yo and this is why because i'm such a fan of that you know use social media when you're a consumer what you're doing is you're spending hours on youtube looking at a cat scratch a, a glass or something, right? When you're a consumer, you're looking at everybody's business, what's going on, oh my God, that's funny. And don't get me wrong, I think we're all, we're all kind of consumers at some point. At one point I was, I was, in, I was a 90% consumer. So I would go on social media and spend hours and hours looking at other people's posts, not learning, but just looking at stuff, what my friend was doing, where this person was. So that's a consumer. Mm -hmm. And once I got involved and started this group and just pushing this group, I became a producer. So now I no longer, I'm not following a lot of my other friends. I'm not doing that. I am here for one reason and one reason only to produce content, learn about something that's going to make me money. Yes. Right. So, so, so when, when you said, you know, be a producer, not a consumer, because a lot of your clients, like a doctor, isn't going to be mm -hmm. sitting there going like that. No, she's trying to run her business. She's yes. trying to find more clients. She's like, hey, I'm not, you know, that, that cat's funny, but, but, you know, as distracting as it may be, that's Satan. Yeah. Satan Get trying to pull you Satan. away. Yeah. Not today, Satan, not today. You know, that cat's cute, but I need to get back to getting my next client. I need to get back to building my brand. So, so that's a huge differentiation between what a producer is and a consumer. So as a business owner, as cute as it may be to spend time on social media, make sure you're spending and investing that time more on either producing content or learning or something that, like you said, is going to move your business forward as opposed to looking at cute cats and, you know, stuff like that, which is still cute, but keep it. Small, right? Sweet. Well, Nikia, thank you again so, so much. I mean, you know, if, if and some of these, the key takeaways that I got from you, one, don't wing it, yo. Winging mm. it. Winging it, winging it will make you pennies, right? You structure it, organize it, it's going to make you dollars, dollar bill, yo, right? So, so we're cool with that. You know, the investment of creating systems, uh, weeding out clients that aren't part of your long-term strategy. So, you know, you, you don't want to waste time with some people. And, and again, you, you have to decide that within your business. Some people may just want people that are coming in for a relaxing facial. However, one thing that you pointed out is people that want treatment that have goals pay more. Yes. 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 
right? Be coachable, know your why, you know, the pampered versus results. And, and more importantly, set goals, you know, know what you're going for, know what you're shooting for, and, and then kind of make for that happen. Anything, anything that we missed, Nakia? Anything else you want to you wanna add in there? No, I think we're good. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here today. Absolutely. All right, y'all. So, Nakia, hold on just one second. Let me just end this, and then I'll just... So everybody, thank you so much. Nakia, thank you for sharing your time, your wisdom with us. So many people are going to benefit from this. So appreciate this. Y'all, take notes. Watch this like 10 times. And then play this before you go to bed. And you're going to wake up saying, high ticket. I, I'm going to, high ticket. I'm going to sell more stuff. All right, y'all. Take care.